you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, Mischief Maker, I have a question for you. Do you have a manual, tedious process that has to be done for your business from one way or another, and you either have to do it yourself or you hire a VA to do it, and it takes time and energy, but it is repetitive? Yeah, sound familiar? A lot of our processes are like that. Well, I have really good news for you. There is now a company called Zero Work that will automate these processes for you. They're already automated and ready for you to just put in your parameters, your links, your data, your information, and the process automatically is fulfilled. You get the results specifically personal to you and private to you and your company, but the process itself is automated. For example, I have the PodBot, podcast guest automation. If you have a podcast and you need to fill your calendar with qualified guests, this is a tedious process. We need to go find people. We need to look at their profiles, look at their information, see if they actually qualify to be on our shows. Yeah, this process can now be automated and the initial outreach can be taken care of for you so that you take over when the real work happens and the real personalized communication needs to happen. So if you're interested in something like a pod bot or a process for finding leads on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, or a process for checking Google Sheets for data and comparing different sheets, you get me, right? These are all things that you're familiar with. You can now automate those processes for a fraction of the cost of hiring a full service agency with Zero Work. Check out zerowork.io and enjoy Zero Work. All right, CEO Mischief Makers, welcome back to the conversation with my dear friend, Trey J, Jamar John Johnson. Welcome back to the conversation, sir. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So if you have not listened to our conversation about mindset, you need to go back to that conversation because it unpacked so many things that have set us up for this next conversation, which is going to talk about some of the frameworks that Jamar used to not just build business, not just live life, but help improve the world as far as I can tell. So, you know, give me an idea. You mentioned in our last conversation all of the different frameworks or blueprints that were in front of you, especially after you read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Tell me a little bit more about that. Which one did you specifically grab onto first? And, and then what did you do from there? Well, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, he mentioned, you know, the cash flow quadrant, which is a separate book, which I also picked up and purchased. And that book was really insightful because it helped me understand where I presently was in life. And it gave me an idea of where I wanted to be. Now, all of us would love to, you know, just be investors 
and have money working for us all the time because money never complains, right? But depending on where you are starting in life, that might not be quite the option yet. Now, of course, when I was in the military, I had an investment account and I was doing all of these target date funds and I had no idea what was even happening inside those things. What I've come to realize is that being a business owner is one of the best things you can do with your time and your money because of the leverage that you can create. So looking at that, that cash flow quadrant, I moved from the E to the S into the B by leveraging mm-hmm. technology. And that's the thing. Technology allows us to create workers that never get tired. Now, I have an agency that focuses on generating leads through ads and messenger sequences, email automation, text automation. Those things will work at the press of a button and you can schedule them. So they're going to be consistent. When you hire a human, humans need breaks, human needs time off. So I realized that I was able to, to scale a business by understanding that I needed to create leverage and I was able to use systems and tools to make that happen. So now for me, I look at my time so differently because I say, you know, automation is to your time what compound interest is to your money. And so now I operate primarily, I would say 90% of my time is on the business owner investor side of the house now. Mm -hmm. And the time that I do spend in the S category are things that I do because I love them and I'm passionate about them, but I charge a lot of money for them. So if I go do a keynote talk, I'm charging $5,000 or $10,000. So I'll spend the time it takes to travel, the hour to actually do the talk and the time it takes to travel back because I enjoy it. But more and more, the reason why I'm able to raise that price point is because for anything less, I say, well, I'd rather spend that in my business creating more leverage because it'll, it'll generate that in a long tail capacity for me. Yeah. Let's back up and unpack that a little bit because Mm -hmm. you mentioned that, that cash flow quadrant, that's hard to say, Mm -hmm. but anyway, that, that tool, and you talked about employee, self-employed business owner. What was the, Mm -hmm. uh, the fourth one? Fourth one is investor. 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 Yeah. Okay. So employee, self-employed, and then business owner. And so you took that framework And you understood those four quadrants and who those people were. But then you looked at, okay, how can I, and this may not have been conscious. This may have just been what you were drawn to and helped you move between those. Was it a conscious choice to actually use technology to go? It was conscious. Well, it was was conscious for sure because, Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I experienced when I was in the Navy was that I was a very highly decorated officer who had a lot of collateral jobs. And so when it came time to get what they call a fit rep, which is a fitness report, a report on your overall performance. When I would go into these meetings, I would be praised and, hey, great job. However, I wasn't getting the top marks. And so I had to ask. I was like, I'm outworking all of my peers. And then they go, well, we also look at how long someone's been here. So we try to like give seniority. And I was like, okay, so what you're telling me is that it's not about how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And also, if we're both the same rank, we're getting paid the same no matter what. So there wasn't even a way to be rewarded for over-delivering. <laughs> and what I witnessed in that environment, in the military, was that it was the 80-20 rule. 80% of the troops did the bare minimum, if that had to be 
you know, coerced and cajoled to do their jobs. And only 20% really did what they needed to do and maybe a little bit more. And I realized that it was going to get harder and harder to find good people to just be employees. And for good reason, if you look at it, 95% of all of the businesses in America offer no long-term pension solutions. So why on earth would someone dedicate so much of their life to a company that ultimately, in the end, doesn't really care about what happens to them? We're giving up our life force every day to something. So for me, I realized I wanted it to be my own, but if I was going to create a business, I needed leverage point. And so finding a person who knew as much as I knew about some of these tools and technology, first of all, I wouldn't be able to afford them because I would have to pay them so much money because they can go consult and do whatever. So I realized that the only way I was going to be able to get ahead was going to be to leverage tools and technology to create you know, the opportunity to create a business out of it. So that particular tool, and I'm sure there are many of you since then, mm-hmm. but that particular framework, basically you looked at that and went, okay, I need to move from employee in the Navy to self-employed and then from self-employed to business owner. And Mm -hmm. the things that you used to innovate that particular framework, because we all do that. We all innovate it with our own experiences, Mm -hmm. our own previous knowledge and the knowledge Mm -hmm. we're gaining. And we take and apply it to that particular blueprint to make it our own. And so you did that using automation and technology to allow you to multiply yourself and actually have things happen without you having to be there to do it. Yes. And yes. And just to simplify things, because one technology that we can all talk about, like right in this moment, that's simple that everybody can understand, but probably haven't ever thought of it this way is a photo, taking a photo, a digital photo and having that live online is a form of automation because normally you would have a photo and it would be in your photo book. So it would only be people who were physically in your presence who could look at that photo, but having a photo of, let's say me performing in front of 20,000 people, for example, and having that on my website creates a level of trust and credibility without them having met me, which then leads to future bookings. So a photo could be a bit of automation. A video, of course, is really good automation because it's you actually communicating to someone through a camera lens what you can potentially do for their business. And so I started using things like a website, a personal brand site, videos, pictures, and a blog to start that process before I even get to the point where I have automation tools that are doing automated follow-up processes. So even a, a simple picture can be a form of automation. That's beautiful. That's really, that's really beautiful. Thank you for saying that because I never, ever thought of it that way. Really, to be honest, I never thought of something as simple as an image, a digital image being a form of automation, but you're exactly right. What are some of the other thousands of other times? Completely, completely. What are some of the other frameworks that you have used in this journey you've been on so far because I know there will be many more in the future, but what is one of the other frameworks or blueprints that you've used and you've innovated in your journey so far? Well, one of the frameworks is just a simple one around networking, Mm -hmm. right? So networking, what I realized way after college 
was that my net work was my net worth. And what I mean by that is just about anything you want, need, or desire is probably one to two at most three degrees of separation away from you in your existing network. Now, I believe that your network, the way it operates is you are the center of your own universe. And everybody you connect with are other planets that are rotating around your atmosphere. Now, depending on how much you communicate with them or how much you connect with them, before social media, it was only through phone or through email. And so there was no real way for them to connect. Now, if you had a blog or a newsletter way back when, you were way ahead of the curve. And so a few people, like the Seth Godins of the world, they were able to build huge followings before social media even became prominent. But in this day and age, we have so many things that people are watching us from afar. And what that's doing is it's keeping them in orbit close enough that when we do decide to reach out to them, they have a frame of reference that we've been consistent with whatever we're, we're up to. And so if you think about it, you've got that inner orbit, you've got that outer orbit, and then you've got that super far out orbit. And the idea is within your network, you want to constantly be kind of moving people closer to you in your orbit. And the way you can do that is with your content. Now, a picture says a thousand words, but a video tells a story that's priceless. And so when I started to network, but also being consistent with generating content, I started to realize more and more people were paying attention to the things I was saying. And then when I would have communications with them, maybe through text, for example, on Facebook Messenger, for example, they would be asking me questions about things that happened seven, eight months ago that I had no idea that they would even know about, but because people are paying attention, even if they're not liking, even if they're not commenting, they're watching the framework of networking and then learning how to perfect that. And so my perfection of that is a, is a concept that I call super connecting. And it's going deeper than just using the basic form, right? Form, family, occupation, recreation, motivation. You want to go a little bit deeper. You want to add an S to that. You want to super connect. And how do you do that? By asking them, what are some things that you can help them with? Like, hey, say, hey, I saw you, I saw you were struggling a couple months ago with XYZ in your life. How's that going for you? Is there anything I can do to help you in your business, in your life, in your hobbies? So super connecting is going a little bit deeper and trying to provide value to people. And what it does is it opens up more conversation. It shows them that you actually care. And then it creates an opportunity. Because for me, when I think about what I do, and it's really the difference between being simply an agency owner is, hey, I have this package of things that I'm trying to go serve people with. I view myself more as a consultant. A consultant solves problems of all sizes and varieties. So I just want to get to know what my network needs and then see if I can provide value to them. And when you do that in an over-delivering way, you end up with a, a lot of free time because you make way more. And so now you can actually spend time connecting with people and, and just talking with them about some problems that maybe have nothing to do with business, but that emotional connection creates the deep, deep friendship and makes you top of mind whenever they have any issues. And then you become the go-to person, the go-to consultant to help them, you know, make moves in their business. So networking framework to super connecting. So forms with an S. Add the super connecting, which is going deeper and asking 
you know, even if just a simple question of why, but really getting to the heart and the root of it and having that emotional connection with the person is how you super connect. Absolutely. All right. You know, mischief makers, you're going to have to just basically rewind that whole conversation (laughs) that just happened and go back and understand forms and understand super connecting. Because I'll tell you right now, the reason that Jamar is on this conversation right now is because of what he just said, the whole super connecting. I put something out online. I put a post out saying I was looking for five people to test this new automation that I'd created. And he raised his hand. He just showed up in the comments going, hey, I'm interested in that. And we started a conversation. I didn't know really who he was beforehand. He didn't really know very much about who I was beforehand. We were just kind of connected in our each other's orbit, quite external orbit. Probably have lots of friends in common. I haven't looked, but I know we do. And lots of groups and all those things. But personally, we hadn't connected. But when I put that out, he just happened to see it and happened to immediately respond instead of just going, oh, I'll do that later, right? So many people do that. No, don't do it later. When you get that idea, it's going to be lost in social media land if you don't respond right away. And so he did. And now we're here. And this was like in the span of a week, people. This is how this works. And you can take that framework. It's not specifically intentional. The only intent is to give, is to be part of people's worlds. That is the intent. The intent is not for us to make money off of each other. It's not for us to find clients or take clients. or It's none of that. The intent is to connect and to see how we can make the world a better place between the two of us within our networks. I mean, to me, that's what life is all about, really, to be honest. You know, I'm getting chills right now hearing you talk about that. That truly, like literally, like you had something that was of clear value that you wanted to find some testers for. So right in that moment, because you could have easily just texted a few individuals, you know, mm-hmm. in your personal Rolodex, right? I love saying Rolodex. Yeah. It, it kind yeah, of ages yeah. me. But instead, you put it out on social media, which does a couple things. It finds the action takers. It also creates a little bit of excitement around, well, what is it? It creates some scarcity because only five. So let's say you're number six or you're number 10 who sees the post like, man, so now you create a beta list. There's, there's a whole bunch of things that happen when you use those types of, I would say, tactics, but not in a sleazy way. It's just a tactic of finding people who are ready right now to just be a part of what you're trying to do. Now, we have almost 10 people in common. And based on the people that we have in common, they are individuals that I know to be of high character and high success. And so you and I, however we crossed paths, however we connected, the fact that we were connected, it was just a matter of, hey, we're in each other's outer orbit. And the right time and opportunity came for us to come closer. And now that we realize how much we have in common, we're probably going to be spending time off these calls, thinking about each other, thinking about how we can leverage what each other has to offer. And that creates abundance that's far greater than you reaching out to someone and just saying, hey, listen, do you have some referrals for me? Could you refer some people to my business? Because that, while it can work, it's not from a place of they have an overwhelming understanding of what it is you do and how you can add value to their network. I already know. I mean, I'm in a bunch of different groups with a bunch of podcasters and people that I already know can leverage some of the tools that you created because of your passion. And because of your understanding of automation, I'm like, oh, like once these things are up and running, 
it's just going to be like, I'm going to be constantly sharing because I know too, as a super connector, if I can share ideas as currency, what does it cost me to share an idea? What does it cost me to connect someone to a product or service that could potentially save them hours upon hours of time, right? It doesn't cost me anything, but what it does is it allows me to make little deposits of abundance into that social connection between us for then when the right time for their orbit and my orbit to really get close, I've already made those investments in that relationship. So I got it. Everybody listening. All right. Mischief makers. We call ourselves mischief makers. This has to be fun. All right. This has to be. Otherwise, why? (laughs) Really? So, you know, beyond just the fact that that word mischief is an acronym, right? So we can go back to episode one and you know what that's about. But beyond that, this has to be fun. We have to bring our own sense of creativity, our own sense of mischief. My husband asks me almost every night when I leave my office and go out that door and he's standing right out there. And he asked me, so did you stay out of trouble today? I'm like, nope, sorry. That's He's like, I, I didn't expect anything less. <laughs> you know, so if you listened to that conversation, please take some of the frameworks you're looking at, many of them that you've probably purchased over the years and they're stored in your computer and they're sitting there and you're like, oh, that didn't work or, oh, that wasn't right. Innovate them. You don't just follow a framework exactly the way it's put in front of you. It is meant to be innovated. It is meant to to be challenged, to bring your own color, to bring your own design, to bring your own personality, your own mischief to it. When you do that, the success is so much sweeter. Amen. What's your what's your next one? What's your next framework you're looking? You you talked about more innovation to be able to to do other things and especially the investor part of that uh, quadrant. What's the next framework you are innovating? Well, the next framework that I'm actually innovating is when you say that I am I'm probably a day away from launching an upmind mastermind. And so the mastermind framework is truly powerful. And obviously we can mastermind over Zoom, but I want to do some live masterminds here in the Hollywood Hills, you know, two and three day type events that don't just encompass, here's a bunch of content for how to market, but showing people how to connect, then going out in the field and showing them it in real time at select locations, as well as taking people to some really fun entertainment. So it's kind of like, it's actually a fun and flowing environment and showing them. And what happens for me in the past is like, so as a keynote speaker, I've had clients who've asked me to coach them when it comes to speaking. One of my clients was a dating coach. And so he would run boot camps and have maybe 10, 12 guys who would fly in from different parts of the country and come to Santa Monica and learn the art and craft of connecting with the opposite sex, right? In real time. And so they would get trained, you know, lectures for a couple of hours and they would go out and they would try it. And I was there, I would go with them on a couple of these excursions and I would show them some of the things that I've internalized as a super connector and how I can apply it. The same things I'm applying in business, I can apply it in the relationship standpoint and connect yeah. with the opposite sex. So showing them that in the field work is something that I want people to see so that they can realize just how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. And it's about being open. It's about going with the flow, asking the right questions, and using a little bit of framework. I had this really powerful framework. I call it the icebreaker, for example. What I recommend is everyone builds and writes their own icebreaker, so it's uniquely theirs. But I read this book 
years ago and it taught me this exercise. And so the icebreaker that I wrote was, excuse me, can you tell me how I can get to know you? Very straightforward, right? Now, I can use different cadences and speeds. I can look off into the distance like I'm looking for a location. Excuse me, can you tell me how I can get to know you? And <laughs> the reactions, there are only really two reactions. Both of them have a laugh or a smile included. Of course. The, the second reaction is, where are you trying to go? <laughs> can you tell me how I can get to know you? And then they go, oh, and so from there, they usually say, well, oh, I'm, I'm married or I have a boyfriend. And I go, your boyfriend is extremely lucky. Wow. <laughs> and then I go, do you and your boyfriend or do you and your husband like to laugh? Oh, of course we do. Great. Well, I'm a comedian. You should come to one of my shows. And we're talking about literally within 15 seconds, I've got a connection. Oh, really? Are you on Instagram? Yeah. And then we're connecting. Boom. The total exchange might have taken less than a minute. And I've got a new, a new follower on Instagram who may or may not come to a show one day. But that's how easy it is to connect with people if you understand how to use the right cadences and the right phrases and the right energy. Now, my energy internally is not at all concerned with actually making the connection. I'm trying to make the joyful moment. I'm trying to be playful. And I'm also reacting because first thought, best thought. We teach this in improv and comedy. And if you feel compelled to get to know someone or know about them, and I, I do this with men too. If I walk up to a guy, he's very sharply dressed. I go, excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where did you get that suit? <laughs> it's incredible. And people don't normally get compliments like that. And so he would go, oh, oh, this thing I got it. Oh, that's amazing, man. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. Oh, what's your name? And next thing you know, you're in conversation. You've made a new friend. You've made a new connection that perhaps will, you know, come to one of your events, connect with you on social media and be that potential person that's one or two degrees away from the person you need to connect with. So there's another little framework, little bonus to go. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own.